Welcome back to Best Whatever Ever, the podcast where we talk about things that are silly or important or super silly important. Hey guys, I don't think you've properly introduced yourselves since episode one or two. We have now reached episode 12. How about you tell the audience something about yourselves? Hi, I'm Scarlett and I like to sing. Hi, I'm Spencer and I love video games. Great, and my name is Ira. So I have a treat for you today. Today's whatever is, once again, The Tooth Fairy. Our fourth episode, The Boy Who Cried Tooth, was inspired by Scarlett losing a whole bunch of her baby teeth all at once. Do you remember? Yes, I remember. And have your big teeth grown in yet? Half, because it's kind of like in the middle. It's not like a whole big tooth. Oh, so it hasn't completely come in yet. Well, today's whatever story is a sequel. Well, kind of a sequel. You see, in the middle of The Boy Who Cried Tooth, the lead character, Michael's Tooth Fairy, disappeared. We eventually learn she was punished by her bosses, and as her punishment, she became something called a Snooth Fairy. Check out episode four to refresh yourselves. So, what do you think happened to her when she disappeared in the story? I don't know. I have no idea. How about let's listen to the story and find out? Well, that's what today's story is all about. What happened to Michael's tooth fairy when she became a snooth fairy? Snoof, snoof, snoof. Yeah, it's kind of fun to say. Snooth, snooth. Just one quick thing before we start. You can definitely enjoy this episode without having listened to episode four. But if you have listened, I think you'll enjoy this new story even more. Let's go. I'm ready for the story. The Snooth Fairy. Izzy is a tooth fairy. Well, she was a tooth fairy and she was one of the best. That is until some rotten kid named Michael tricked her one too many times, and her tooth fairy bosses demoted her. They stripped her of her beautiful, sparkly tooth fairy wings and replaced them with (gasps) dull, ugly, snooth fairy wings. Izzy was now a lowly snooth fairy. Snooth fairies performed the least desirable job in the entire Administrative Agency Bureau for Tooth Fairy Affairs and Services. Most people think snooth fairies are in charge of collecting the hair that falls off the heads of old men. But the truth is, they're the ones who deliver sneeth to all the boys and girls around the world. What are sneeth? They're big teeth, of course. A tooth fairy's job is to gather the baby teeth that fall out, and then it's up to a snooth fairy to deliver the sneeth that grow in. It's very disgusting work, because snooth fairies need to plant the snooth. And that means going inside a child's mouth. Ew. I mean, do you know how many germs live inside a child's mouth? 20 billion! And that's after they brush their teeth. Gross! Izzy sulked every day since her demotion. Her tooth fairy wings itched, her stomach turned at the thought of planting Sneeth, and she especially missed doing the famous wiggle dance. A wiggle dance is the dance kids do when a baby tooth finally comes loose, and tooth fairies like to join in, in secret, of course. It goes like this. 
You wiggle to the left, you wiggle to the right, and if you could, you'd wiggle and wiggle all night. But snooth fairies were forbidden from wiggle dancing. <sighs> sighed Izzy. Izzy Snooth, cried a voice from the loudspeaker. Report for duty. Izzy's shoulders slumped, and she flew to the assignment room. Her snooth fairy wings were not very aerodynamic, and she bumped into walls on her way. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Izzy Snooth reporting for duty, sir, she muttered. Oh, cheer up, said Glenn, her supervisor. You are doing very important work. If kids don't get their sneeth, they'll be eating mashed potatoes and milkshakes for the rest of their lives. Whatever, she said under her breath. Glenn handed her a slip of paper with coordinates and a backpack with a fresh new snooth. Just get it done, okay? Later that night, Izzy arrived at the house where she was to plant the snooth. It was a quiet street in a suburban neighborhood on a street called Trickleberry Lane. In fact, it was the same street where that rotten boy Michael lived. He had tried to scam her by planting fake baby teeth before his real one fell out. He just wanted money. She shook off the memory. Thinking about Michael just made her angry. Grrr. She flew up to the second floor window of the house and, using her snooth fairy magic, transported herself inside. It was a little girl's bedroom and she was fast asleep. According to the paper, her name was Jules. Izzy sighed again. She took off the backpack, put it down, and removed the snooth. All right, let's just get this over with, she grumbled to herself and put a clothespin over her nose to block the smell of kid mouth germs. Izzy lifted the snooth and ungracefully flew up to Jules. She shuddered at the thought of going inside the girl's mouth. Ew. The girl bolted up from her bed. Who are you? What are you doing in my room? I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. She grabbed a pillow and held it out in front of her like a shield. Izzy backed away. Uh-oh, tooth and snooth fairies were forbidden from letting themselves be seen. She was gonna get in so much trouble. Jules went from panic to puzzlement. Are you some kind of fairy? Busted, said Izzy. I mean, no, you're uh dreaming. Yeah, dreaming. I'm not really real, I swear. I'm definitely not dreaming, said Jules, who is dressed head to toe in pink pajamas. I can't sleep. I'm afraid of the dark. Tooth fairies and snooth fairies are nocturnal creatures. They do their jobs at night. The idea of being scared of the dark seemed preposterous. The night is the most wonderful time of the day, Izzy told Jules. Jules shook her head. Nuh-uh. It totally is, answered Izzy. Prove it, said the girl. How can I prove it? Just look around. Izzy looked around the dark room. There was nothing really to see. It was just a room and, she admitted, not very wonderful. I have an idea, she said. Stay still. Even as a lowly snooth fairy, Izzy still possessed magic. She sprinkled fairy dust onto Jules. Suddenly, Jules shrunk down to Izzy's size. She looked at herself, stunned, and then she said, Cool. Come with me, Izzy said. She grabbed Jules under her arms and lifted her into the air. Um, said Jules, unsure about what was happening. We're going for a ride, said Izzy. Out there? A look of terror washed over Jules's face. But, but, but it's dark. Exactly, said Izzy. Poof! 
She transported Jules outside. Jules slapped her hands over her eyes. I can't look! But then you'll miss out on all the wonderful things I'm about to show you, said Izzy. Brace yourself. What? Before Jules could answer, Izzy blasted into the night sky. They traveled across the world at hyperspeed, which was really called fairy speed, until they came to a sudden stop over a city. The buildings and streets below pulsed with light. The place glimmered like a giant diamond. Where are we? asked Jules. It's beautiful. Paris, Izzy said, the city of lights. Look over there. She pointed to a massive wrought iron tower in the distance that suddenly burst with light and sparkles. Beams of light projected from inside the structure and lit up the sky above. Whoa, said Jules. Pretty cool, right? said Izzy. Next stop, the Great Smoky Mountains. They arrived in the middle of a cloud of fireflies. The insects swarmed about, fluttering past them in a beautiful and chaotic dance that lit up the forest. Whoa, said Jules. Oh, just wait until you see what's next. They arrived on a beach. It was dark, and the fear crept up inside Jules again. But then she saw it. The ocean glowed in otherworldly blue, like she was on some alien planet. Bioluminescent creatures caused the water to radiate with light. It was magical, said Izzy as if she could read the girl's mind. Whoa, said Jules. Izzy smiled and said, and last but not least, they hovered in the Alaskan sky. Above them, the Aurora Borealis, or the Northern Lights, swirled in the sky like a giant dragon made entirely of light. It was the most awe-inspiring thing Jules had ever seen. Whoa said Jules. Izzy flew Jules back home, transported her back into her bedroom, and turned her back to regular size. That was wonderful, the girl said. Izzy blushed. Yeah, nighttime's not so bad after all, right? Jules smiled and thanked Izzy for the adventure. Then Izzy remembered, just one thing before I go. Can I plant your snooth? My what? Izzy explained. Oh, sure, go for it. Izzy flew the snooth up to Jules's mouth. She opened wide. Nice kid, thought Izzy, but doesn't change the fact that she's got 20 billion germs running around inside her mouth. Gross! Later, back at the Administrative Agency Bureau for Tooth Fairy Affairs and Services. Izzy Snooth, cried a voice from the loudspeaker. Report for duty. Izzy sighed and flew to the assignment room. She bumped into walls on her way. Ouch, ouch, ouch. She braced herself for trouble. She had broken the rules. She let herself be seen by a mortal kid, and instead of immediately planting the snooth, she took the girl on an unauthorized tour around the world. She entered the room, and inside she saw her old tooth fairy wings. Glenn entered the room. We heard about what happened tonight. That's the kind of stuff only a true tooth fairy can do. Well done, Izzy Snooth. I mean, tooth? I'm a tooth fairy again? Well, yeah, and that rotten kid sent you a letter. We, um, accidentally read it. He handed it to her. Dear tooth fairy, I am sorry. 
Thanks, Michael. Welcome back to the Force, Glenn said. He removed the dull, ugly snooth fairy wings and replaced them with the beautiful, sparkly tooth fairy ones. Izzy was so happy, she couldn't stop smiling. And then she just had to ask, Can I wiggle dance again? Oh, sure, said Glenn. Wiggle dance away. And that's just what Izzy Tooth did. Ah, what I love about this story is that Izzy the Tooth Fairy helped Jules overcome her fear of the dark. Are you guys afraid of anything? Ghosts, brown widows. Oh, brown widows. Those are spiders and they're poisonous. I'm kind of afraid of them too. All right, well, thanks for sharing. And you know what? It's perfectly normal to feel afraid sometimes. When I was a kid, I was afraid of my basement. Your Your basement? basement? Yeah, it was where my sister and I played with our toys. But it was also super creepy. You could hear the furnace in the room next door. And when I finished playing and closed the lights, it was super dark and I would sprint up the stairs as fast as I could. I'm getting scared just thinking about it. But you know what? It was all in my mind and nothing I was scared of ever really hurt me. So there you go. All right, this week we talked about teeth and kind of fears. Next week, we talk about snakes and hugs. Snakes? Mom is super scared of snakes. I promise that this snake is friendly. Maybe even too friendly. You'll see. But until then, please go to thebestwhateverever.com and you'll find all the ways to reach us. Instagram, Facebook, email, whatever. We really want to hear from you. And please remember to tell all your friends about Best Whatever Ever. Until next time, Best Whatever Ever. Best Best Whatever whatever Ever! Today's story was written, produced, and edited by me, Ira Singerman, with help from Spencer Ann Scarlett. If you want to support the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And feel free to email me with any feedback at bestwhateverever at gmail.com. And I'll put all other information in the show notes, so check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about us. Until next time. This has been the Best Whatever Ever podcast. Bye, everybody.